Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. It's been good to be here. Appreciate the Lord. The truth is, I could go home now and say it's been good to be in God's house. Thank Him for the Spirit of God. Uh, it's truly in vain unless the Spirit of the Holy One comes down. Uh, if if God is a spirit and God is a spirit, the Bible was clear that we have to worship him in spirit and in truth. And so I hope tonight that the spirit of God bears witness with you that it dwells within your heart. We're going to start uh, tonight in Matthew chapter number three. I'm going to move from there to Matthew chapter six and then John chapter 12. I've got a specific thought God's given me tonight and I want to be faithful to share with you what he has shared with me, but um, I do so with this confession that I can't do anything without him, so we certainly desire your prayers. Matthew chapter number 3, I'll begin reading tonight at verse number 13 and read through verse number 17. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me. Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And when Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Father, thank you for your word tonight. We pray that you would speak it unto us. Give us liberty as only you can. We trust you in this. Lord, we're weak and fragile of mind, but how we pray for, Lord, the authority and the confidence of the Holy Spirit to speak it to our hearts. We trust you in this as we pray, believing in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Three times in the New Testament, the voice of God is heard audibly. Jesus was born of the virgin, lived as we know. We have an account of his life in much of the four Gospels. And certainly Jesus Christ said a great deal. As a matter of fact, John the Beloved would write in the last chapter of John that if everything Jesus did and said were to be recorded, he said he reckoned that the books couldn't contain it. If a book was written for everything that Jesus had done and said, the apostle felt that the world wouldn't have been able to contain the volume of books. Jesus certainly spoke a great deal, and oh, I'm grateful today that we have the words of Jesus. If your Bible tonight is a King James Version, and certainly uh, I hope you have a red letter edition, it, it shows to us the words of Christ, and certainly when we hear the words of Christ, it ought to be something that we pay attention to, and yet we also find that in the Scripture that God spoke, but only three times. 
Three times God spoke and three times it was all about the same subject. Three times it was all with Christ in person. And these things I think are important as we look. I want tonight to look at the three times that that God spoke. I want you to hear what God said and see if God will place in our heart the same kind of reverence for Christ is what was shared there on those days. The Bible said that the first time he spoke, I read in your hearing, was at his baptism. Jesus coming to John the Baptist there in Jordan and coming to John. John said, I need to be baptized of you. He knew who he was. He recognized him. In one of the other gospels, he declared it was him. He said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the whole world. He recognized who he was. He said, It's him that's coming that is greater than me. He said, I'm not even worthy to stoop down and unloose his shoes. And it was this same one that Jesus would share with John the Baptist and say, Oh, but we must fulfill this for the righteousness. We must do this as God has declared it to be done. And They did. And the scripture said that Jesus being baptized as he come up out of the water, that God did something there. We see the Trinity shown as we we see Christ coming up out of the water. We have the Father, we have the Holy Spirit, and we have the Son, all three right there being displayed for us at the Jordan River. Coming up out of the water, the Bible said that the Spirit of God descended upon him like a dove. It was a bodily form. It was something they could see, knowing the Spirit of God is a spirit and certainly not something we can see as as Jesus would explain to Nicodemus. The Spirit of God is like the wind. It goes, and we can see the effects of it, but we can't see him. And yet we see the Spirit of God taking the form of a dove and coming and lighting upon him. And everyone was able to see this miraculous thing as God was establishing who he was. And then I want you to notice what he said last in verse number 17. And lo, a voice from heaven spoke. God spoke. They heard it. Many of them heard it. Many knew what was said. Many understood what was said. There were some that didn't, but there was many that understood clearly that God had spoke. And I wondered to myself, you know, they heard it audibly, and I wonder how they must have trembled at the voice of God. But I believe today that God spoke on purpose. And if he only spoke three times in the New Testament, we certainly ought to pay attention to what he said each one of those times. At his baptism, the Bible said that God spoke from heaven, and he said this, is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. May we see tonight the glory of Christ as God the Father would speak from heaven concerning the obedience of his only begotten son. We know according to the scripture and know according to the plan of salvation that we've been made the children of God. We are heirs to God and joint heirs with Christ Christ. 
We are the children of God. We have a Father who is God. And all of these things bear truth in our soul. We know it to be true. But we hear that day as the Father looked down and he watched his only Son, he who had sin on his right side, he who had willingly volunteered to become earthly flesh, to become a man, to be born of the virgin that day, uh, to live in this world, to be both God and man in the flesh. Emmanuel, God with us. We find that Christ there that day as he stepped into the Jordan River, he done something there that day in his obedience to God that was revered and honored by God as he spoke to all who would hear him that this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. May I say tonight that Jesus Christ is still honored by God today. There's none other name given under heaven whereby men must be saved. You know tonight that there's so many religions in this world, so many that are so-called gods that are worshipped, so many that people bow down to But may I say, there is none other name but Jesus Christ to which a man can be saved. There's no other name to whom God will honor. And he did honor him that day as he declared him his only begotten. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. God made it clear to everyone listening there and now we read it for ourselves. That God loved Jesus Christ, God loved his son, and as he honored him that day by declaring who he was, he was declaring to all of the world that he also had sent him and that what Jesus was doing was also the will of God. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. I wonder tonight what it is in our heart that compels us to serve Christ. Do we know, do we understand, do we, do we at least in part understand what God was saying that day as he looked upon his own, as he looked upon his son and honored him that day and declared to the whole world, this is him. This is the one that I've uh, sent word through the prophets to tell you about. This is the one that Isaiah said would have to suffer. This is the one, the Christ that has been prophesied for hundreds and hundreds of years. This is him. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. May I say tonight that we're still preaching the same word tonight. We're trying to introduce you to the greatest one that's ever been born of woman, yet was God in the flesh. We're introducing you to the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. This is my beloved son, he said, in whom I am well pleased. May I say tonight that we ought to still be in a place where we honor Christ every time we come together. And we lift up and we exalt the blessed Lamb of God who in obedience was born of the virgin and lived and died for you and I. We find that God honored his son in his baptism, simply the obedience of Christ. But if you'll turn with us to Matthew chapter number 16, you'll find that God spoke again. Jesus had taken Peter and James and John and had separated from the others and they had walked up Mount Tabor there. And the Bible said as they walked along, uh, I'll not read it, but you'll have the gospel in front of you. The Bible said as they walked along that Jesus suddenly began to change. 
They had witness of this, Peter, James, and John did. They would allow and make certain that it was recorded by the unction of the Holy Spirit. But we find here that as they walked along and as they increased, as they climbed that mountain and on Mount Tabor, that the scripture said that Jesus was transfigured. Now, as best I can I can put together what it means to be transfigured is to be changed in likeness. Whatever he was earthly, whatever they had saw of him just two minutes before, as Jesus bodily began to change, he began to glorify in their presence. I I wondered to myself in awe as I tried to imagine what that scene was like for those three uh, disciples that were walking along with him. And as the master began simply to change, uh, what, what the Bible said was is his countenance changed. And you could look upon him, but he was like lightning. It was something completely transfigured. It was glory in its presence. And Jesus began to lift up off the earth. And the scripture said as they watched, they saw also Moses and Elijah. And the Lord Jesus Christ began to speak with them in a glorified manner. I don't know if it's ever crossed your mind But when Jesus was transfigured that day on Mount Tabor, amen, he was in a glorified state which indicates to you and I that he could have stepped out of this world anytime he wanted. He didn't have to wait for the cross. He didn't have to wait for a death. He didn't have to wait for a tomb. Jesus could have stepped out of this earth anytime he wanted. He could have been in the presence of God. He could have been in a glorified state. But may I say he stayed as a human and bore my sin. And he suffered for me as only he could suffer. And he paid the sin debt I couldn't pay. As he spoke with Moses and Elijah, we're not told what he said. The disciples didn't know. They didn't hear the conversation. I can only assume that it certainly was something that was a coming event. Certainly it must have been about the crucifixion and the the resurrection. Certainly it must have been about the saving of the world. But oh, how blessed it is to think that the Lord, he allowed those men to watch and and see what would take place that day. And as Jesus was beheld, transfigured in a glorified state, watching as as Moses and Elijah conversed with him, the Bible said that that, that he he descended back down, changed back to as he was, and as they walked along, Peter, he began to speak. Peter said, Lord, he said, it's good for us to be here. It's good for us to have seen what we saw, to be able to behold Moses and Elijah. I don't know how in the world they knew who it was, but they knew it was Moses. They knew it was Elijah. Peter said, Lord, he said, let us build three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, And one for Elijah. And I believe about the time he got that last one out of his mouth, the Bible said God spoke from heaven. God spoke from heaven again. God spoke after Peter had said, we're going to build three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. It boomed from heaven. The Bible said that there was a shadow, came, a cloud came down, and it overshadowed them. I believe God's very presence surrounded them, and the booming voice of God said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. But he added this this time. 
He said, hear him. Amen. I want you to know that Moses and Elijah cannot save you. There ain't another prophet can save you. There's not another voice that can save you. It is the Lamb of God and him alone. Jesus is the Lord and only him. Oh, how quickly God responded that day when Peter dared to build a tabernacle in honor of a Moses and Elijah alongside the Christ. God was having none of it. And when he spoke from heaven that day, the Bible said the disciples fell on their face in fear and trembled as the voice of God spoke. You know why he spoke? He was making sure that they got this right. There is no other name but Jesus. We can't worship Moses. We can't worship Elijah. Let me be real clear. You can't worship anyone but Jesus. I tell you right now, I treasure the family of God. I I do with all of my heart. I love you and I love your prayers and your support and and your kindness and everything that God's trying to do right here. But let me be clear. It ain't about me. It'll never be about me. If I could hide behind this thing, that'd be the best thing for you because there'll never be a man that can help you. Only Christ. God would deal with this. I believe he spoke in, in, in a blessed way here, but I also believe that the tone was quite serious and great. I believe he was making it clear to Peter who would make it clear to the rest of us in the writing of the book of Matthew. He would make it clear to all of us that there's none to be worshipped but Christ. God was making it clear, hear him, none other. Christ alone is our Savior. Turn with us to John chapter 12 tonight. The last time that Jesus would speak, we find the apostle John records it just before Christ was crucified in John chapter 12. As you know, John chapter 13 is the Lord's Supper. The account that we're given the very night that Jesus would go into the garden and the very morning next he would be crucified and die for my sins. Just this night we find in John chapter 12 this account recorded for us. The Bible said that God spoke here again. Words that were just a bit different. Verse number 28 is where we'll speak to, but I want to read verse number 25 and 26 and 7. He that loveth his life, this is Jesus talking. He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, he will my father honor. Look at verse 27. Now he said, is my soul troubled? Now is my soul troubled? Now this is Jesus speaking. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But this for this cause came I unto this hour. And Jesus speaks the words in verse number 28. He said, Father, glorify thy name. Jesus knew what he was fixing to do. He was headed for the cross. It was the night before. He was fixing to wash the disciples' feet. He was fixing to break bread and bless it in the wine and bless it. He was fixing to be led away into Pilate's hall. 
all through the night to be mocked and scourged and embarrassed and humiliated, only at dawn to be taken to a cross and nailed to it, and by midday to find himself nailed to that cross and the sun hiding its face. But just before that, he looked to heaven and said, Father, glorify thy name. And God spoke. God spoke. Now what we know from John's writing in chapter number 12 is Jesus even told them why God spoke. But he said this. God said in verse number 28, Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Now he spoke that out loud. I want you to know he didn't have to. There's no doubt in my mind that God never had to speak a word audibly to Jesus Christ. I believe there was a communication going on between the Father and the Son that was constant. And it didn't involve other people hearing what was said or knowing what was said. And yet this time God spoke it aloud. Because Jesus had spoken aloud and said, Father, glorify thy name. God spoke aloud so that they could hear it. Some thought it had thundered. Some thought something else had occurred. Some thought an angel had spoke to them. But whatever the purpose, the Bible said that they audibly heard the voice of God. And he spoke and he said, I have glorified my name. And he said, I will glorify it again. You know what he was saying? According to Jesus, he told them, he said, listen, God didn't speak for my sake. He spoke for yours. God spoke aloud so that you would know that all that he's fixing to do and all that he has done is according to his plan and that it will bring glory to his name. It has and it will again. I assure you today that what they did on that cross, how Jesus suffered, how he was humiliated and died for my sin, how he bore the sins of the world upon himself. He who knew no sin became sin for us. We know, friend, that that glorified God and God's holy name. You say, how can that be? Because it was God's plan from the foundation of the world to send his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him could be saved. God glorified himself through the life of Jesus Christ. I assure you, Jesus Christ's life was perfect in every way. He was sinless. He was the spotless lamb of God, committed no sin, had never sinned, knew no sin. And according to God, he said, it has glorified my name. The life of Jesus Christ glorified the name of God the Father, but he also declared it will be glorified again. Not only is the name of God glorified in the life of Jesus Christ, but it is glorified in the death of Jesus Christ. And it's glorified in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The name of Jesus Christ brings glory to God the Father. He only spoke three times. And in all three times, it was about Jesus that he spoke. One man said it like this as I was trying to understand. You know, you would think, well, maybe if God so loved the world, maybe he would have spoke more often. One man said it like this as I was reading it. He said, how merciful of God not to speak no more than three times. How merciful of God to have never spoken to me 
directly. You remember what happened when he began to speak on the mountain when Moses was out there with him in the wilderness? They told him, said, Moses, you go on up there, but please tell him don't speak no more to us. You know why? Listen to me. Because it is terrifying when the Father speaks audibly. Find me one account in the Word of God that whoever God spoke to wasn't terrified. As a matter of fact, there was only one that he did speak with in such a way, and that was Moses. And he spoke to Moses as you would speak to a friend. He spoke to Abraham, I believe it said, as he would speak to a friend. But all he spoke to Moses on multiple accounts. And Moses, when he heard the words of God, was able to take that same word in meekness back to the people. But when the people heard it, what they heard was thunderings. And they saw the fire and the smoke and the lightning. You know who you serve tonight. Have you ever contemplated the Almighty? In your heart. God the Father only spoke three times. And I tend to believe what this other fellow was saying. I'm glad he don't speak audibly. I'm glad that really all I need to hear has been spoken by Christ. And God the Father has confirmed that this is his son. God has confirmed that he has been glorified by the life of Christ the death of Christ and the resurrection of Christ. God's made his his sentiment clear concerning Jesus Christ. There is no other. Having been slain for my sin debt, God honored the sin debt payment. God honored the blood of Christ that was presented unto him and for that payment was made for your sins and mine. He need not speak anymore. Do you know what speaks to you and I today is the spirit of God. Thank God it's not him personally. It is him personally, but it, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, these three are one, right? But oh, ain't it good that he does it through the Holy Spirit, which is so gentle and so kind. Oh, that God's voice could even come to my ears. And yet it's not my ears that hears it. It's the heart. God speaks. God still speaks. But he does it in a way that I can really hear. He does it in a way that's not thunder or rumblings. He does it in a way that that causes me to fall in panic and fear. God still speaks. But he does it in a way that I can hear it on the inside and know that it's a loving father that's calling our name. This is his beloved son. I don't know if you know, but what we do from Sunday to Sunday, is the same. It's to tell you about the one who died on the cross for your sin. There's not a new message, you see. There's not a new book. There's not a new story. There is one story, and it's Jesus Christ and him crucified, risen again for you, and that you might live as well. He died in your place. Friend, you can come a thousand times, and I hope the message is always the same. Jesus spoke, God spoke three times and it was the same. This is my son. This is him. It's all about him. Come and get a song.
I don't know your heart tonight, but I know this. If it doesn't include Jesus Christ, you are of most of this world, you're most miserable. Without Christ, there's no peace. Without Christ, there can't be joy in this world. There's no, there's no true happiness, no hope that can abide within the soul. There is no refuge apart from Christ. This is Jesus Christ, God's only son, the beloved of God, the father. There is no other. And friend, the message is the same today and it'll be the same tomorrow if he tears his coming. It'll be same the next time that someone stands behind this pulpit to preach. Jesus Christ is the son of God. And friend, what Jesus did for you and I, God honored it. God honored it with his very voice. God put his stamp of approval. God put his seal upon the life of Jesus Christ and the work of the Lamb of God. God put his seal of approval on it. And I bless him tonight that it's offered to the sinner, that folks like you and me can even be saved. I bless him tonight. Would you stand with us tonight as we just sing a verse of a song? I'll give you an invitation to come. Come to Christ if you don't know him. If you're not ready, if you know in your heart that you're not prepared, would you call upon him?